Hello, you're listening to our Madlen Coffee Podcast. This episode is a part of our coffee rollout series where we introduce new coffees. I'm Einar and today I'm joined by Jason to talk about a coffee from Bolivia called Bayama. Hi Jason, how are you? Hi, very well, thank you. Hello everyone. So this is another coffee from our friends in Bolivia, the Rodriguez families. Can you tell us a little bit more about this coffee, Bayama? Yeah, well, we purchase a lot of coffee from the Rodriguez family. Um, at the moment, we have Pedro Flores. Uh, soon, we will have the El Fuerte for our seasonal espresso. And we have just had the Floripondio as well. So I'm sure you all remember the Floripondio, natural geisha that we had recently. Uh, it's exciting to work with them because they're really focused on innovating and finding new ways to produce Bolivian coffee, to increase the income for their producing partners, and to find ways to get people excited about Bolivian coffee. And for me, this is a really interesting one. This is a new variety that doesn't get planted very often in Bolivia. And we haven't had it before, had Market Lane from, from any origin. It's called Ethiosar. So what can you tell us about Ethiosar? Ethiosar is more common in Nicaragua. It's a hybrid between an Ethiopia Rume Typica type and also the Sachimor, which is a hybrid between Villa Sachi and East Timor variety. So it's, it's got a quite a high yield from those robusta sort of roots. So they can plant it with a bit of space between them. It's a bit easier to, to work with. And the cup quality from both the, the Villa Sachi and also the Ethiopia Rume comes through. It's really floral and sweet. So this particular lot is very small. We only purchased about 60 kilograms of it. And in fact, there was only 60 kilograms produced worldwide. They also did a, a natural type processing for this coffee as well. And for that, there was about 60 kilos as well. And that went to another roaster out in Perth called Macrology. So the processing are described by the, or the producers as a lactic washed process, but we will just call it washed. Can you explain about the processing method? Yeah, sure. So they describe their lactic washed process as being pretty similar to the traditional wash process, but they control the temperature a little bit more finely and they draw the fermentation time out. So it's essentially an enclosed fermentation in a smaller tank done at a lower temperature and over a longer period. And they've said that they found that this type of fermentation leads to more of the lactic flavors being produced. But we think it's very similar to just a sort of washed process. So we're going to keep it just as washed on the label. To avoid any confusion. So looking at the Melbourne Coffee Merchants website, um, this farm is growing quite a lot of different varietals, uh, including Java, Geisha, Yellow Katara, SL28 and 34, Batian and also Etiosa. It's quite unusual and none of these varietals are typical for Bolivia. Well, they uh, do like experimenting with different varieties. They're I think they're trying to do a number of things in their experimentation. Um, as I mentioned before, one is to find a taste profile that their customers like. So they've experimented with Java and Geisha, and obviously there's been quite a bit talked about those varieties and, and how customers do really love the cup quality of those. Uh, but they continue to, to try and develop a range of different cup profiles for different customers. So that they really want to have customers come to them and be able to choose from a really wide range of taste profiles. So from a large range of different varieties, but also a large range of different processing as well. So a customer might want something that's really clean and floral and elegant. And another customer might want something that's really rich and sort of heavy bodied with a lot of cherry character. And they want to be able to offer those two coffees from the same farm to different customers. So they want to be able to provide a, a really broad range for everyone. 
and that's, that's part of their customer service ethos or what they think that Bolivian coffee should be able to do. Um, so that's part of the motivation. The other motivation, of course, is to improve yields and improve price for not only themselves, but their producing partners as well. So farms like Los Alicitas and La Linda, some of their early farms, they have very large varieties gardens on them and test plots as well. So this 60 kilos of ethiosal we got is actually just from a test plot. It's like a very small, small area that's used to see the, I guess, the viability of ethiosal as a variety in Bolivia. And if it proves to be successful, just as Java and Geisha have been for, for them, then they'll, they might recommend it to some of their producers in the um, Sol de la Mañana program as well. And this farm, La Yama, uh, is also the um, one of several farms that the Rodriguez family has. Uh, it's also noted that it's the highest altitude. What does high altitude mean for the coffee growing there? Well, traditionally people associate high altitude with very dense coffees, and that may be true, but I think really what adds to the character of the coffee is the appropriate growing conditions at that altitude. So high altitude in a lot of sort of tropical places leads to a really sort of tight band of growing conditions that suit coffee. So that's minimums of 12 degrees overnight, maximum temperatures of 24 to 26 degrees during the day, a very specific humidity, not much wind, and obviously not as not as much pests um, activity and things like that. So those conditions are normally just met with high altitudes. So you can find some of those conditions at lower altitudes, but then there are things that make it unsuitable for growing coffee. Like it might be very windy or there might be a lot of pest activity or it might be very humid. There's a very narrow band which suits coffee. So because there's quite a limited amount of this coffee, uh, it will be rolled out for only two weeks uh, and in 150 gram retail bags. Can you tell us a little bit more about the rollout? Yes, we're just doing two roasts of it, two 30 kilo roasts, which will yield um, a little bit less than that in total. We've had to split up the allocation between the shops and online and wholesale as well. So there'll only be a limited amount per shop. It's about 10 or 12 bags per shop that it's going out, a little bit for wholesale and a little bit for online as well. And we decided to sell it in 150 gram bags. It's a little bit unusual. We normally just stick to 250 gram bags, but our thinking on this was to increase the number of bags we get per kilo. So instead of just getting the four, we can get six. And this will mean that it's available to more more customers at a slightly lower price. So instead of paying for 250 grams, you just paid for the 150. And the price of the coffee? It's $26 per bag. And per cup? Per cup is $14 per cup. Yeah, and we will also just make single serves. I think single serves are the best idea for this. There's just not not very much of it, and trying to sell the second half of a double serve at fourteen dollars is probably a little bit difficult. So La Lama comes from the Caranavi region of Bolivia. The varietal is Etiosa, and the process is washed. The tasting notes on the bag are floral with lime, mango, and orange blossom, and this coffee retails for. $26 for 150 gram and $14 per cup. We brewed some of this coffee earlier today and you also have some tasting notes from the cupping table. Do you want to share some of your tasting notes? Yeah, sure. I got a lot of, it was a very strong cup. So a lot of rich blackcurrant flavors, uh, floral, jam, honey. I get the sense there's a lot of structure in the coffee coming from the um, catamore types, but then also, yeah, the really floral sort of fruity 
flavors coming from the Ethiopia type. So I think it'll be a very interesting cup, heavy bodied, but also floral and quite juicy, nice acidity. And any type of customers that you would like to recommend this to in particular? I think for, especially for customers who are looking to try something different or different or new, this variety is not something that we'll get very often. And it's certainly not common to see out in Melbourne. So I think for someone who wants to try something new it would be interesting. So Layama would be on the menu at the same time as Petro Flores and Sichucana and Pinka Los Palomas. How does it compare? Well, I think to the compared to the Pedro Flores, the Layama is going to be heavier bodied, probably a stronger cup profile. I think the acidity will be comparable, but the Pedro Flores has some more elegant sort of peach and stone fruit flavors that come through, and the Layama will have more sort of blackcurrant sort of stemmy flavors coming through. Compared to the Citio Canal, the Citio has got a lot more nut character, so nice toasted hazelnut and caramel. The Layama will be fruitier, more acidity, maybe a bit richer than the Citio Canal. And I think it'll compare quite favorably to the Los Palomas. I'd be interested in trying a cup next to each other. I haven't done that yet. Well, thank you, Jason. And thank you, everyone, for listening. We really hope that you enjoy Ayama. And uh, if you have any feedback, please let us know. Yeah, we'd love to hear from you. Please do give us any feedback that you have or get in touch with any questions. And thanks very much for listening.